Next on BYU Sports Nation, a blue light special for BYU football on Black Friday. Why tomorrow's rivalry game makes or breaks the Cougar season. Blaine Fowler on the gridiron matchup with Utah State, a BYU Belmont hoops preview, and my one-on-one with Moroni Laulu Pututau. Plus, BYU's defense will give up more or less than 17 to the Aggies. The shopping deals can wait for the next hour. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, November 27th, wherever. However, you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who once waited 36 hours in line to buy the extended Lord of the Rings trilogy, Jerem Jordan. That's not true. That's just straight not true. I don't even own the Blu-ray of those yet. I still have the DVDs. And you call yourself a real Lord of the Rings fan? Uh, yes. Without the Blu-ray? Yeah, whatever. I hope Whitney's listening. You gonna get it for Christmas? I told her. No, I told her. No, I can't even tell the difference between DVD and Blu-ray. There's not much of a difference to me. So it doesn't matter yet. In a couple years, man. (laughs) Napoleon, you know I can't afford the fun pack? (laughs) Come on. Here's a real question. What is a bigger deal in the United States right now? The Thanksgiving holiday or Black Friday? I think everyone's participating in Thanksgiving. Well, almost everyone, right? Black Friday, not everyone's participating. Black Black Friday starts on Thanksgiving. Has it not become more about the shopping for Christmas? There are more turkeys than there are TVs purchased, okay? So Thanksgiving is still number one. <sighs> I, 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 like, I, didn't, I, I didn't would like out. to think I've so. only been out once on Black Friday. It was last year. I would like to think that you are right. I don't know. The way that it's trending right now, I don't know. Don't let the vocal minority have the biggest the vocal voice. vocal minority? Which is often, yeah, the Black Friday. Do you think crowd. television is the vocal minority? No, the Black Friday crowd is not the majority of, of people. All of the advertising the that goes in. How many advertisements do you see for Thanksgiving compared to What's Black Friday? What's there to Friday? buy with Thanksgiving? What are you going to advertise? My point exactly. There's a holiday, My FYI. point exactly. I feel like Black <laughs> Friday <laughs> is quickly taking over. <laughs> there you go. That's better. Okay. I don't know. But here we are in Black Friday doing a live show. That's because uh, work which greater is, than Black Friday. BYU what? Sports greater than Black Friday. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Cougar football plays at Utah State tomorrow for the old wagon wheel. Oh, yeah. Coverage begins at 2.30 Eastern with countdown to kickoff live on BYU TV from Logan and Provo. The game will air live on CBS Sports Network. Spencer will be in Logan. He's going to pack his thermals. Uh, and his big blue coat as well. He'll be there. Our producer, Ben Bagley, will be there as well. Ziggy Ansah had three and a half sacks yesterday in the Lions' 45-14 win against Philadelphia. He was awesome. Ansah is now tied for the NFL lead in sacks with 11.5 with J.J. What? Once again, when awesome. are they going to make a, a Hollywood movie about Ziggy Ansah? His story is more compelling than... The blind side. Uh, the blind side and what was it? Mil- million, million dollar, dollar arm. arm. Because he's tied for the lead with sacks in the NFL. He's not an offensive lineman. He's a D lineman that's and getting he's sacks. Yeah, yeah, this needs to happen. BYU men's basketball beat Mississippi Valley State. Sorry, Jeremy. Who is it? Mississippi. Mississippi Valley State. Okay. 75-68. The Cougars host Belmont. Good team. Saturday, 9 Eastern. That game on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
Saturday night. That's a big game for the Cougars. You, you can't win a game by seven that you should win by 20-plus um, and then welcome in Belmont and lay an egg. So BYU, I think, will be ready for Belmont uh, Saturday night. It's women's basketball game day against Georgia on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern time. Tom Homel versus Herschel Walker. You can listen to that on BYU Radio. Beat the Bulldogs. It's clearly a busy weekend for BYU athletics as a whole, which prompts today's Twitter question. What will Monday's headline be on BYU Sports Nation? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BYU Forever, Cougars avenge Taysom Hill in a 45-6 plowing of the Aggies. The avenge factor is a real thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, a lot has happened in the last year and month and a half or so. It's been a long time. This one's for you, Brian Sweet. Yeah. Rise and shout. Villain. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Wagon Wheel Turf War. A chance um, for us to to get our ninth win. Um, so we're playing certainly for that. And then um, hopefully improving our team and our program against a good opponent. Bronco Mendenhall on the matchup with Utah State, 3.30 Eastern time on CBS Sports Network tomorrow. Saturday, the battle for the old wagon wheel. This is BYU's first November game in Logan in 30 years, 1985. And the latest game ever versus Utah State. It's a beard out by the herd, the Utah State And you, State I heard you were growing section. that out. You got an honor code exception. <laughs> Listen, President Worthen saw me before the Mississippi Valley State basketball game, yeah. and I was shaving, and he's like, yep, got to keep that on. He's like, got to keep that honor code in line, right? I'm like, yeah, it's a real thing. That applies to full-time employees. It too. does, yes. Little known fact. A beard out by the herd. I don't know. Every game's a beard out <laughs> in Logan. Why is this even a thing? That is very funny. I, I know there's, it's very funny. I haven't read it in details. I know there's a greater cause for the beard out. Um, so I called for rebellious BYU fans to join them. Okay. Earlier in the week. Rebellious BYU fans. I haven't fans. received an email yet about that. Beard Anyways, out. enough about the beard out. The game is significant for at least five different reasons. Whoa, starting five? with one. It's a rivalry game in November. It's been a long time since BYU's played a rivalry game in November. I'm not fired up about it the same way I am with Utah. If it was Utah, I'd be really fired. I'd be screaming right now, spewing spittle from my mouth and wiping it off. But, it, yeah, it's exciting. It's a, a relevant game, I would say. It's uh, compelling in November. In sure, November. Yeah, yeah. Number two, BYU is trying to avoid the eight-win season. Now, this is a big one for me. BYU would like to think that it is not the same program as the last three years, which were eight-win seasons. Now, 2013, I thought that was a good eight-win season because that was a good schedule. There were tough teams on that schedule. 2014, Taysom Mill gets hurt. You rebound. You have four-game losing streak, four-game win streak. Then you lose the bowl game. 2015 now, Tanner Mangum has grown and developed quicker than I think we thought. Also, the schedule was not as tough as we thought. So BYU should get to more than eight wins. I I think that nine would be on par. If BYU gets 10, that is an overachievement to me, and they have a chance for that, which is awesome. But you don't want to lose because you'd have a losing streak to Utah State. You'd only have potentially eight wins on this season if you lose the bowl game. BYU needs to win this game. To me, the, the season hinges on what BYU does in this game, and it feels like Missouri. It feels like Missouri where you got to win that game to achieve the goals that you want. Now, wait a second. You may be saying, well, even if BYU loses against Utah State, they'll still have an opportunity to get to nine wins yeah. with that bowl game. But this season but... for the seniors is not about nine wins. No. 
Mitchell Jurgens touched on that. There's a lot at stake. I think it's um, we've got a lot of passionate seniors that that really want to finish the season out strong, and to get the, to those ten wins, we've got to get number nine this week. So um, it's a big game. Broncos' pillar of 10 wins is absolutely ingrained into every one of those seniors' minds because most of them have only known eight-win seasons. Yeah, unless you were on the 2011 team or before a mission redshirting, in the case of Remington Peck, on the 09 team. Yeah, you got it. If BYU gets 10 wins, awesome. Awesome for this season. It's awesome not about for nine. any season. It's not about nine this year other than beating Utah State to get to nine so you have an opportunity at ten. If you can't beat a six and five Mountain West team, why why would you beat potentially a ranked American team in a bowl game or uh, uh, UCLA or a Cal or an Arizona in a, in a bowl game. To me, those teams are all better and have better, those are better teams than Utah State. It's a, I know it's a rivalry game and that plays into it. Road, it's going to be cold. All that factors in for sure. BYU should beat a 6-5 and five Mountain West team on the road. They should. BYU was and favored by more San- against Missouri than they are currently against Utah State. And they struggled with San Jose State. That's a one-point game. But to me, the BYU defense is the thing that could win the game, which is our stat of the day. On his way to breaking... Something like that. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's defense has allowed 13 points per game over the last four games. Okay, included in that is Wagner. But you you do a nice job against San Jose State, 16 points allowed. 20 points allowed against Missouri. That was a good defensive performance, in my opinion. The offense needed to show up a little bit more. One more stop by the defense. And then, of course, last week against Fresno State was a... Really, really good showing for the BYU defense. So the competition hasn't been crazy tough. Wagner, Fresno State, San Jose State, Missouri's offense struggle. But the BYU defense has risen up. So I think if they play well in Logan, they can get BYU in position to win that game. Significant for a number of reasons. We've already hit on the rivalry factor. Avoiding an eight-win season. Jerem mentioned BYU's trying to avoid a losing streak for the first time since 1974 yeah, to the Aggies. You can't have a losing streak to Utah and Utah State. That would be no bueno. But for a lot of people, the following might be the most important and most significant aspect of this game. And that is BYU's Las Vegas Bowl resume. Mm. They need it. If if BYU wins, they're in a way better position to get in the Vegas Bowl. If I don't BYU, see any way nine and three BYU does not go to Las Vegas. Any, I, I'm telling you, like if they win, they will play in Vegas. And I don't see how a BYU team that loses two of three to end the season, let's say BYU loses against Utah State, is the team over the Mountain West champ. I know that San Diego State and the Poinsettia they want to hook that up, but B- Vegas wants BYU. They'll sell a bunch of tickets in that. Nine and three BYU greater than San Diego State Mountain West Conference champion or Air Force Mountain West Conference champion. And Jay Drew of the Salt Lake Tribune had an article yesterday uh, talking about the bowl situation. And it sounds like Vegas wants to announce early next week. So a week before. They want to sell tickets. Potentially Monday. If BYU beats Utah State, potentially Monday this could be announced that BYU is in the Vegas Bowl, according to that article. Then there is the tweet that was brought up from at BYU Forever. Avenge Taysom Hill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, like, I laugh. We chuckle. That's there, kind of a real thing, there's right? There's some validity to this. BYU's 4-0, ranked 18th last year. All of a sudden, Utah State comes to Provo. The following quote is said on the pregame show, there's no way Utah State wins this game today. They, they win by 15, which ties the largest loss for any game Taysom Hill has started as a Cougar, by the way. And now BYU, who's won tw- 23 of the last 25, has dominated the series, although those two losses have come in the last five years. It is a rivalry now. It is a thing. The USU heard... Uh, it's a thing. BYU fans have, uh, you know, Utah State has BYU fans' attention. This is a game BYU needs to 
win. Let's play both sides of the coin here. Why you should be worried and why I am worried. First of all, Utah State undefeated at home. Blew out uh, Boise State by 26. BYU didn't blow out Boise in State. Logan. Needed two amazing plays at the end, right? Utah State has been very good on their home field. They have the 21st ranked overall defense filled. in the country. When you Number talk about, 21. When you talk about Utah State, you could say filled, and it applies because it's Logan. <laughs> That's how they say it. Rivalry games are weird. And you referenced last year, Jerem. You throw it out, man. It just rivalry games, weird things happen. We don't even know who the quarterback's going to be in this game either. That's what's weird. Chucky Keaton, Kent Myers. We'll see who there. Keaton's not been the same post multiple knee injuries. That's that's for sure. And that's sad because Chucky Keaton was a really good quarterback. I I hope the best for that guy. A except shell for of Saturday. himself, and that's a stretch. Kent Myers shoulder injury from last Saturday. Well, whoever it is, it's not. It's not a guy that's in full health and, and killing it right now. Okay. Why you shouldn't be worried. You brought it up. Kent Myers is banged up. And Chucky Keaton as the starting quarterback the against the Cougars, 0-3. BYU has beaten Chucky Keaton as the starting quarterback every single game. And a stinking starter from this game has been knocked out for the rest of the season in the last three years, which is ridiculously stupid. This game really does feel like Missouri Part 2. The offense needs to play uh, – defense needs to play uh, well. Offense needs to play well enough. That's what it feels like because you're right. It's going to be a high of 31, I think, in Logan. A high. Cold road they, game against a team with a good defense. They have a – normally you're on the sideline anyways. But even if you wanted to go into the press box, they have a temporary press box because it's under construction. You are going to be so cold Yeah, I'm going to be Logan on the Saturday. field. I'm going to be on the field. Uh, there's, there's no press well, box up there. Up there, it's filled, dude. You're going to be on the field. <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so hard to break those longtime Utah trends of dill and filled. Yeah. No, well, no. Field. Let's just call our friend Phil Still. <laughs> Phil Still. <laughs> Phil Still. What will Monday's headline be on BYU Sports Nation? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN at JoshMail313. Blackman touchdown on a trick play to win the game. Remington Peck throws again. Hey, maybe that winning touchdown will be in the first <laughs> quarter, right? Blackman scores early, and that's hey, the determiner. Hey, the last time BYU was up there, the first play from scrimmage was a Kyle Vanoy pick six. <laughs> that was Remember awesome. That? Kelly Papinga said, hey, watch for this, and he did it. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Mitch Matthews had three touchdown catches in that game. That was his most elite performance. Coming up, BYU National Champ, dual sport analyst Blaine Fowler. Who's more desperate for a win this weekend, BYU football or BYU basketball? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio. Watch it on BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. If you don't already, use the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow, watch live warm-ups and get yourself ready for BYU and Utah State by watching Countdown to Kickoff live on BYU TV. It airs at 2.30 Eastern time. And if you're local, you want to come hang out, watch the game, be on the pregame show, doors open at noon Mountain Time. Come hang out with us. Uh, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan in studio, Spencer Linton in Logan. Fill that place up. Notice how I said feel, feel, feel that place fill. up. Feel. That's a different meaning. Feel, not feel. Okay. <laughs> feel still. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my goodness. Let's bring in Blaine Fowler now, BYU national champion, dual sport analyst on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Happy Black Friday, Blaine. What's up, boys? You know, I was I was so pumped, and I'm, I've been trying to get this tryptophan out of my system from yesterday. And then you guys put me on hold, and I listened to orchestra music for two minutes, and now I'm exhausted. I feel like I should lay down and take a nap. We have orchestra I, music as our wait it, time music? Is it classical, is it classical it was, 89? It was classical orchestra music. I don't know. I needed a little Warren G or something, and, and you gave me classical. I don't know this what was Brigham, going on. This is Brigham, dude. Ain't no Warren G coming <laughs> down the line. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, it was regulators. That's what I was waiting for. It was regulators. Regulators. Up. Mount up. up. Yeah. You got to be handy with a steel if you know what I mean. You know? <laughs> 1994 rap is awesome. Hey, uh, hey Blaine, what, uh, what are you doing on Black Friday, man? How's the shopping going? Oh, you will not find me anywhere near any store. Like, I, I will stay within five miles of any store, unless it's 7-Eleven for a Slurpee. That's about it. So the girls the girls are going to go do a little shopping, and good for them. The boys are going to go down to the indoor uh, facility, and uh, Gavin working on his knee is going to do some covering of his brothers, and I'm going to throw some balls around today. Nice. So. What an appropriate way to spend a Black Friday. Yes. Let's ask you our Twitter question today. What will Monday's headline be on BYU Sports Nation after the weekend? It's going to be BYU with two big victories over the weekend and the two major sports, basketball and football. What does it mean? So there you go. And, And you're right. They are two big games for BYU. We've been talking about the significance of the Utah State game. BYU wants to... Uh, you know, exceed the eight wins in the last three years. You don't want to lose in streak to Utah State and so on and so forth. But what, in your opinion, is the significance of this game with Utah State? I think that, you know, there's not that many in-state games the last couple of years because they're not playing Utah. Now, I know that gets fixed next year, but this is this is your only in-state rival that you get to play this year. And you have to, to win that game. Um, and I think that the goal for these kids in their minds when they lost that Missouri game was, well, we got to get – we got to – get enough wins to get to double digits. That's, that's the new goal. And you can't get to any of that without this win on uh, Saturday tomorrow. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation, dual threat analyst for us, national champion. How does BYU win this game against the Aggies tomorrow? Well, what they can't do is they can't turn the ball over. I mean, that's the key. This Aggie football team is pretty good defensively. Um, you're not quite as athletic as, say, Missouri is on the defensive side of the ball. They've struggled offensively, and if and if, if Kent Myers isn't healthy, I just don't know how good Utah State's going to be offensively, but they're going to be solid on defense, and they're going to play with a tremendous amount of passion. So BYU's got to match that passion, but they've got to take care of the ball. If, they, if they're minus two in turnover margin on the road up there and get those fans going, they're going to struggle. They just have to take care of the football. Yeah, Blaine, it reminds me of Missouri quite a bit where BYU had some big plays that were turnovers that – uh, would have been turnovers, uh, you know, had BYU not had flags and third down stops and that kind of thing. Does it feel like Missouri at all to you in that, you know, there's, there's questions about uh, Utah State's offense and they have a solid defense? Eerily similar, except for when we were talking about Missouri going in, they were like 125th in the nation in total offense and 127th in scoring offense. Utah State is 60th in scoring offense, and they're 97th in total offense. They, they struggled to, to throw the football with inconsistency at quarterback. But I think defensively they're eerily similar, and, and they may be a little bit better on offense. And so, yeah, it's scary. And if BYU allows big plays, um, 
because of turnovers, and they provide Utah State with short fields because of turnovers. That, that's the thing that can really kill you in a ball game because BYU should win this football game. If you look at every position on the field and, and take it in the balance, they have more talent than Utah State does. They should win the ball game, but turnovers are the great equalizer, especially on the road. Follow him at bfowler16 on the Twitter machine. Blaine Fowler with us. There is a question of who will start as quarterback for Utah State. How do things change if it's Kent Myers or Chucky Keaton? And they're both they're both pretty dynamic with their feet. Chucky's maybe a little more, um, you know, plays off the cuff, just going to go make a play. And so you've got to be really careful to account for him because I think his best play is when he's outside the pocket and running around. Um, but the reason they've gone with Myers is because he's taking care of the football better. You know, we come back to this whole turnover thing. Myers, 14 touchdown passes, just three interceptions, where Chucky struggled to take care of it. Two touchdowns, six interceptions. That's not a very good ratio. So I think if Utah State had their way, and it's crazy that I'm saying this, they hope that that shoulder is okay and that Myers is going to be able to play because they, that gives them the best chance to win. And it is a shame because Chucky, before all of the injuries, was one of the best talents in the country, let alone the state of Utah. And I think he's just been been beaten down by injuries. And I hate that because he's such a good, good kid and has been such a good representative of the state and of Utah State. But the bottom line is he, he hasn't been confident. He's been turning the ball over, and Myers has been more consistent when he's been in there. The game high temperature should be in the 30s. What impact does that have on the game other than Spencer Linton wearing more on the sideline? <laughs> yeah, Spencer layers is all I have to say to Holy you. Cow. and. And, and fleece is good, um, and this new material, Minky, is a lot softer, but it's not quite as warm. That's just my advice. Wait, to you. But, Minky? Yeah, Minky is like a soft kind of, but I'm sure it's appropriate uh, for tomorrow. That's better for pajamas. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the cold, it affects the passing game a little bit. Um, primarily the quarterback. It's harder to grip the ball. The ball's a little harder. Um for the receivers with the gloves and things that people wear and with the stuff they have on the sidelines to keep you warm, it's not, it's not as bad as it, as, as it would, would seem. It's worse if it's cold and wet. Like, you look at that Green Bay game last night, that's just miserable. Oh, ugly, yeah. That's just miserable. And so, so cold and wet is devastating to offenses. Just cold, eh, you can deal with that. You can put enough clothes on and you can keep warm on the bench and, and they rotate balls in it has a, a little tiny effect on the quarterbacks. Outside of that, I don't think it has a big impact. If you get moisture or you get significant wind, now it starts to affect the offenses in a big way. But I think we're just, I think we're just plain old cold tomorrow, and I think it'll be fine. BYU's defense has been pretty good over the last four games, only allowing 13 per game in that span. How many points will Utah State score against BYU tomorrow? I think that that's probably pretty close, 13 or 14 points. Now, the caveat to that is what we talked about when we started out, and that is um, that they turn the ball over and give them short fields. That's how Utah State State scores more points. Now, they've been averaging almost 30 a game, uh, but I think that this BYU defense has been really solid. And even when they've given up some yardage, they've been great at managing points. So I, I think 13 or 14 without turnovers is a, is a pretty solid number. But if you give them a 30-yard field a couple of times, that changes. You know, that, then they get up closer to their average. So, uh, yeah, taking care of it. I mean, I don't know how much I can emphasize this. Uh, you, obviously would you say turnovers thing. are a big theme in yeah. this game, Blaine? <laughs> I, would say, I would say number one. Maybe you guys have uh, felt that from this conversation. Number one. 
<laughs> Which team is more desperate for a win this weekend? BYU football against Utah State or basketball against Belmont? Oh, God. I, you know, gosh, I think they're both desperate. <laughs> I that think, wasn't the question. <laughs> I know. I, it's, it's, I, I think that BYU really, really feels strongly. The kids feel strongly. They've got to win this Utah State football game to accomplish their goals. And so maybe not quite as devastating as BYU basketball loses because we have a lot of questions right now about BYU offensively on the basketball team. They just don't seem to be in a flow. The guys don't seem to understand, you know, where their shots come. Uh, There's some things they really need to improve on. But it's so early in the season that it's not a devastating loss if they lose to Belmont, who's a highly respected program that's – been the postseason nine of the last ten years and seven NCAA tournaments and twenty plus wins. That's not as devastating to lose to them when you're trying to figure yourself out. So I think the football team is in a position where they are more of a have to win situation. But I think BYU basketball is feeling the pressure to get things put together. Dave Rose said that it was his fault that the game against Mississippi Valley State was as close as it was because he left his second string guys in for a long time, thinking that they would battle through and kind of pull away. That didn't happen, so the starters had to go back in late. How much concern do you have right now with the current status of BYU, given that they only beat Mississippi Valley State, a bad team, by seven? I was glad to hear Dave say that because momentum is such a big thing in college basketball, and they were a big time on a roll to start that basketball game. And, and then you take them out, and then the momentum shifts the other way, and Mississippi Valley State gets confidence, and they all of a sudden think, hey, we can hang with these guys. And it doesn't matter that you put those guys back in. The momentum's gone. And it's a hard thing to regain in a basketball game. So, so I'm not as concerned about the Mississippi Valley State game. What I'm concerned of is the body of work already in, in two areas, really. Three-point shooting and turnover uh, turnovers. This team's averaging almost 17 turnovers a game. They need to start getting that down in that 11 or 12 range on an average basis per game. That's really important um, if they're going to have the kind of success they should with this talent. And then they've got to stop hunting for threes. Uh, this is a team that has an inside presence. So the, those threes, they don't need to shoot as many. They don't need to take them off the dribble. And Dave said this last week, Dave Rose, they need to go inside out, and when those threes come in the offense from inside out, that percentage is going to go up from 28%. This team needs to shoot in the mid-30s from three, and I feel like they're forcing some threes up that they don't need to. If they can take care of those two things, I'm, I'm actually impressed with the way they've played team defense. I think this can be a really good team, but those are two areas that I've been concerned with, and I think they're fixable. Yeah, and BYU leads the country in uh, total rebounds right now in college basketball. They're third in uh, field goal defense, so they're playing good defense. And Chase Fisher, I have some concerns so far with Chase because he's a fantastic player, was 10th in the country and made threes last year. But right now, you mentioned shooting the mid-30s. BYU has a team shooting 28%, and then you look at Chase Fisher shooting 24% from three. What does he need to alter a little bit to get more in the game for BYU? What you do when you're not knocking down shots and you're a shooter is, is you, you quit hunting for that deep three, and he's very capable and athletic at taking the ball to the basket. And you start working your way inside out again. So you don't settle for the three. You drive to the basket. You get to the free throw line where he can be solid. You start getting some rhythm to your game again, and you gradually work your way out to mid-range and then back out to the three. And then you don't go hunt threes off the dribble. You let those threes come to you in the offense. When he's making threes, it's when he's set on that three-point line, he's squared up to the, bu- the bucket, 
The ball's inside with Bronson or Kyle, and it gets kicked back out, back out when he's in a great position and he goes straight up with the ball. Those are the kinds of threes I want to see him continue to take, and he'll eventually shoot himself out of this. But it starts with not settling for those and hunting for those to keep seeing what's going on, what's going on. Go attack, get to the free throw line, start making a bunch of baskets from the free throw line, and work your way back out. And I have confidence that he's a good enough shooter with the mechanics that it'll eventually come back to him. Blaine, what's more likely to happen tomorrow, a Devon Blackman touchdown catch against Utah State or a Kyle Collinsworth triple-double? Oh, gosh. I, I am so rooting for hey, – I'm rooting for Kyle to get another triple-double, and that's going to come this year. We know that. But poor Devon. That, that guy needs to have a touchdown for Pete's sakes before he gets out of here. So my rooting interest is I'd rather see, I'd rather see Blackman get a touchdown because he can't leave here without it. I'm confident Kyle's going to get his deal before the season's over. So let's, let's root for Blackman to get a TD. Six more catches for Devon, and he owns uh, a distinction you don't want to have, which is the most catches in BYU history without a TD catch. He's six away. He, he's got to get one tomorrow. Come on. Let's, everybody's got to, you know, we've got to root for him and say a prayer and do everything. The guy's gonna, he, can't, <laughs> he can't leave here without a touchdown. It's just not right. BYU Sports say Station. a prayer for Devon. <laughs> You know, you know, fast for Devon to get a touchdown. Wait, who, Text who Bob was it, and I. Who was it that gave the prayer at the fireside at the Nebraska game? Was it Devon? It was Devon. That? It was Devon. Maybe, maybe they should have him give the prayer tonight or something. They got to do something. And and instead of just saying, "Hey, bless us to win," which caught us all off guard, but it obviously worked. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe he needs to just come right out and say, "And please, can I just have one touchdown before I leave this place?" He said, got, something has to happen. He said, "Bless us to win in the in Lincoln." Yeah, that's what I heard. Yes, help us to. He said, "Help <laughs> us to win." Help us to win. Yeah, bless us to win. Hey, he did. I don't know. It, whatever, it, whatever it was, it was good. So, so maybe we need to pull some some big stops out to get him into the end zone because the kids work so hard, and he's, you know, I, I think BYU's been a good place for him. I think he's changed his life while he's been here. Um, which is fantastic. You know, he's going to go away here a better young man, um, but he's got to get a touchdown. He deserves, with all he's gone through and the way he's contributed and the changes he's made to fit in and all that, gosh, let's get that guy a touchdown before he leaves. Amen. I'm rooting for him big time. Blaine, great stuff on Black Friday. Enjoy throwing the football around with your boys, man. All right, we'll see if the old shoulder can hold up. So, and we'll. <laughs> We'll, we'll see you guys early tomorrow morning. Get ready for a long day of uh, football and basketball with you guys. You got it. Thanks, Blaine. Okay, see you guys. Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Three beeps. Okay. Three. A three-beep interview. <laughs> <laughs> three beeps in turkey honor Tom of a three. Turkey Tom does not like it. That's Turkey Tom? I don't know. He has a name? Jerem Jordan goes one-on-one with BYU freshman receiver Moroni Laulu Pututau. What's his pre-BYU connection to quarterback Tanner Mangum? Not Turkey Tom Homo. No. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Who needs shopping on Black Friday when you have BYU Sports Nation? Well, the BYU store actually would like you to come and shop there. The official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Everybody say yeah! But you can do that online, too. BYU against Belmont tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time. Big game for the Cougars against, what are they, the Bruins? Mm-hmm. The Bruins? Mm-hmm. BYU and Belmont tomorrow night. Check it out. Spencer Linton won't be there because he'll be driving back from Logan. But you can watch it. And so can Spencer on his phone in the car. Marty Haas But don't drive me, and watch. Yeah, Marty Haas told me after the game, the basketball game on Saturday, look, I'm expecting you to be at the basketball game. 
I want you to speed half. down from Logan and get back to the basketball game. Don't rule yeah, that out. Yeah, your wife with a brand new baby is like, yeah, be gone all day. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Let's refresh today's headlines. BYU football plays at Utah State tomorrow, as Jerem and I have just referenced, for the old wagon wheel. I have to say it that way, Old too. wagon the wheel. The old wagon wheel. The wheel. Coverage begins 2.30 Eastern with countdown to kickoff live from Logan and Provo. The game on at 3.30 Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Jerry Linehan. Paging Jerry Linehan. <laughs> it feels like BYU and Utah State for the old wagon wheel should be sponsored by Cracker Barrel. Ziggy Ansah <laughs> had three and a half sacks yesterday in the Lions' 45-14 win against Philadelphia. Ansah is now tied for the NFL leading sacks with 11 and a half with J.J. What? Paging Jerry Linehan or oh. Tyler Magnum. Oh, my god! Tyler Magnum. BYU men's basketball beat Mississippi Valley State Wednesday night 75-68 to Cougars. And Belmont... 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio, Saturday Night Hoops as well. And it's, game, and it's game day for the women's basketball team. They play Georgia on BYU Radio, 8 Eastern time tonight. Moroni Laulu Pututau is one of BYU's freshman phenoms. He had a touchdown catch against Fresno State, and there is more behind that catch than you would think. Jerem Jordan, BYU Sports Nation All-Access one-on-one with the freshman receiver, how he is connected to Tanner Mangum pre-BYU. That's just part of it. Take a listen. What was it like against Fresno State to get uh, 95 yards receiving as a freshman? Um, it was a blast. I mean, just playing. I didn't really, like, catch and be like, oh, 95 yards. But just playing just playing ball was fun because it's been a while. So, I mean, it's what we worked for. So I was really happy. And how about that first touchdown? What did that mean to you? Oh, a ton. I mean... Honestly, I had, like, flashbacks, just happy I could uh, do it, especially for the seniors, being senior night. So there's actually a lot of stuff going through my head, but just happy and, and just celebrating with everyone, so that's pretty cool. Did you uh, – how did you share that information with Devon? Because he's a guy that wants a touchdown, but here this freshman gets a touchdown before he does. <laughs> he actually brought it up to me. I think he just said, man, you scored before me. That's all I said. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Tanner threw it to me. Opportunity. Yeah. But no, he, he's a jokester, so he's still working for his. What's it been like? Um, or first, rewind and tell us about your relationship with Tanner Mangum and being in the same mission and how you got to know each other. Yeah, so I was in my mission. I had about three months, and then I think my mom emailed me, told me, uh, BYU quarterback's coming in, find him. So we didn't actually cross paths until it was close to around a year I had. And we just met each other, um, felt like we knew each other already for a while. Ended up, long story short, ended up uh, having like two or three opportunities to work to, with each other. Uh, P-Day, or like free day, to do some sports. Uh, he had a ball, got together in a soccer stadium, threw the rock around, taught the Chileans how to play a little football. And uh, other than that, it was strictly, strictly business. Um, strictly like what we went there for. Um, so I, th- I think the best part was just not even really talking about football, but doing something better and just serving the, the people in Chile, um, getting to know them more on a spiritual level. How was his arm when he threw with it? Oh, it was fine. I, I, thought, I didn't know if it was his arm or my hands had gone bad, but uh, it was hurting when he threw, so <laughs> it was pretty good. How were your hands? All right. There you go. Get the job done. 
What was it like when you got home and you reconnected uh, this time, suiting up for the Cougars? Oh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> we, I think we just knew it was just like a new stage. So there was business folks on that, and then here. A different kind of business. Yeah, a different kind of business. And we were, just, we were just pumped. I remember I was walking in to do training, actually, and he came up behind me. He saw me. I had no idea. We didn't know. We didn't plan anything. And so that's pretty cool. It's cool. So Saturday, you find yourself catching your first touchdown pass from Tanner Mangum. Yeah, yep. Well, what did that did that have greater meaning to you since you did have a relationship there? <laughs> You're in a different continent playing catch, and then you play catch. It did. You know what's funny is, <laughs> so we're all celebrating, and he comes up running and, and screaming, and the only thing he's saying is, uh, it's a Chilean modismo or like a Chilean slang, and it, it's yapo. So like Chileans will say yapo, just like for everything, random stuff. So he comes screaming, all I hear is, Yapple, Yapple, and we're just like, pump, like saying all these Chilean words, and um, just because we have that background, so, I mean, that was cool. That was really cool. What's Yapple? Translate roughly Yapple to Yapple is like, I don't know, it's like, you, you, like, if I hit you, they'll be like, Yapple, or you want to do something, like, they say yes that way. Mm-hmm. Yapple. Like, Yapple. Yapple. Chilean, specific, to a region or the whole country? Uh, no, it's just Chilean. Okay. Po. They say that a lot. So, po. Yeah. Po. So it's even slang off of that. Yapa, but it's Yapa. po. Yep. Yapa. So okay. when he came, that was our celebration. <laughs> Yapa. Now you fast forward to this week uh, in Utah State. What do you think of the matchup with the Aggies? Especially as a guy from that area. Yeah. Yeah, I grew up right by it, so kind of kind of know what they're about. But I haven't really thought too much about it, especially with the coaches. Bronco keeps mentioning nameless, faceless opponent, so... I'm just excited to play our game and wherever it is, just play ball and have fun, really. So. But can you really treat it like that? You went to Mountain Crest, I mean, you're from there. After and before? No, it'll be different. But on the game, I feel like, yeah, it'll just be strictly focused, strictly game. That's usually how it is for me anyways. But seeing the people after, I'll know a ton of people there. That'll be cool. Just reuniting with a lot of people, returning home. As a guy who yeah, had, came down here from mm-hmm. that area and then goes up there, do you feel like um, maybe you want to give your best effort in that because there will be maybe more of your friends and family at that game? Uh, yeah, well, for all my trash-talking friends, it'll be nice coming out with a win. But other than that, just same thing. Because I do have a lot in my ward. Oh, they attack me when I go there. They attack me for going to BYU. So... That'll be fine. What do you expect from that crowd uh, as BYU comes in there? And that's a, a really big game generally yeah. for, in uh, Logan. I'll expect it to be intense, just like any other game. Uh, loud, a lot of shots taken. I don't know. They'll say whatever. But they have a good fan section. I know I've been to a lot of their games growing up. So it's a good place to play in cold. So expect it to be like that, hostile. Strategically, what do they do defensively that you guys are preparing for? Or what do you hope to do? Oof. Honestly, just pick our best stuff that we run, and we're just going to execute like whatever they come at, at us with. So that's all I'm going to say on that. Just do our thing. Has there been a discussion about the wagon wheel and what that means at all with the team? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Coach Papinga mentioned it in a in a meeting today, yesterday, and uh, expressed really like emotionally what it is, what it means, and so it's fun having that in-state rivalry. What it means to have that that wheel back at our place, bring it home. I remember that was the last thing he said. We're gonna go there, and uh, after a win, we're gonna run on that field, grab the wheel, and come home. So that'd be cool. At this point, you're. You're trying to, you know, make your way into the best bowl possible, yeah. uh, Vegas or Hawaii. Do you have a preference on which bowl you'd go to? Vegas or Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've heard good things about both. I was born in Hawaii, so that'd be cool. I've got family in Vegas. Whatever comes. I don't really know the differences, so go with whatever. If Utah was a possibility in Vegas, would that be something that you think you'd want or the team would want? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. That'd be fun. Uh, that rivalry is always fun. So, I've never got to experience it. I mean, besides in the stands. So that'd definitely be something I'd want to want to do. What's it like ending the regular season against Utah State? Um, I think it can cap off a really good regular season for sure. Go out with a bang. So, I think it's that. And, and actually a lot of momentum going into the bowl game with a big win like that. Is the pursuit of potentially 10 wins a discussion among the team, a goal that you're trying to set without a conference? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. We're all talking about getting the next one, so right now we're going to go get nine. And uh, that was our goal. Uh, we're going to get 10 wins. Um, I know it's a goal by our staff, by Bronco. So there's definitely a goal. So we're going to go get it, do whatever we can to do to go get it. What else do you want to say about the matchup with Utah State? The matchup? Not much. It's going to be fun. Don't blink, I guess. Anything can happen. These these games are crazy. Uh, emotion and momentum have huge roles in it, so it's going to be fun. Moroni Laulupututau. Yapo! Yapo! Has a touchdown catch to his credit from his old mission mate, Tanner Mangum. Pretty random, but pretty cool as well. Yeah, cool story, right? They're playing in South America. They're just hanging out on a preparation day, the off day for uh, LDS missionaries. And then they're uh, playing catch. And then all of a sudden they play catch in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We all watch it. And he gets a touchdown before Devon Blackman. The emphasis to get to 10 wins is really there. I mean, I know that it's always like it's a Bronco pillar. Yeah, you try and win 10 games. But this senior group has now kind of infused that ideal that, look, we need to get to 10 wins. Yeah, it'd be, it, let's be honest. If BYU has eight wins at the end of this season, that'd be extremely disappointing. They were 7-2. and two. You can't stumble to the finish like that, right? Nine wins would be solid to me and, and good. You can build off that. Ten would be really stinking good with a true freshman quarterback and the injuries that BYU's had. Uh, it'd be awesome. And th- I know the schedule has been uh, tough, and BYU went on the road and had injury. Ten would be awesome any season, any situation to me. The only time ten wins was a disappointment in BYU history was 08 because the quest for perfection was out there. BYU is undefeated, and they lost a couple. But you won ten games. The thought of, oh, they didn't win 11. Come on, ten wins is good. What will Monday's headline be on BYU Sports Nation at CPA underscore Coug says, Cougars endure tough sledding in freezing Aggieland. Bring home win number nine. Bronco now prepares for Vegas and win number 100. That's a good point. Yapo.
Up next, will Tanner Mangum break 3,000 passing yards this season? Yes, but will he do it in Logan? Yapo? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Black Friday deals at BYUstore.com. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show live, rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Holler! Tomorrow, 2.30 Eastern time. Watch Countdown to kick off our pregame show to get you set for BYU and Utah State. 2.30 Eastern time. Spencer Linton live in Logan, freezing his bum off. And then the comfy and cozy Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon in Studio C. If you're local, come hang out. Doors open at noon Mountain Time. You said something interesting to me when I was uh, doing my live hit from the women's basketball game with you and Brian Logan, where you said you don't need hot chocolate if you're already warm. Most people drink hot chocolate indoors, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, need it? No, you're warm, right? (laughs) But you still want it because it's cold outside. It doesn't matter. Baby, it's cold outside. What does matter is the time to play more or less. More or less on BYU Sports Nation. Here's how we do it. We throw out a number. Jeremy and I determine if there will be more or less of that number, usually related to BYU sports. Number one. Bronson Kafusi will have more or less than one and a half sacks against Utah State. I'll go less. He'll have a sack, but he'll have more tackles for loss. He'll have two or three or four. Four is a lot. Um, You know, a blocked kick was in there last week. That all would be great. Utah State has been really good at preventing sacks this year. So I'll go with one, which is still solid. Which is why I will say less as well. Utah State has only given up 14 sacks in 11 games. Quarterbacks do a good job getting the ball out really quickly. The offensive line has held. I say less, but Bronson will still wreak havoc. It will just be in different ways. By the way, the Twitter poll says 88% say he will have more than one and a half sacks against Utah State. Now knowing what we told you, that the Aggies only give up about one sack a game, will that change the dynamic of that poll? Yeah, go back and vote again. (laughs) Number two. More or less than one and a half wins this weekend between men's hoops and football. An emphatic more. BYU is going to beat Utah State in football. They're going to beat Belmont and figure it out a little bit more in basketball. I think the young guards will show up. But most importantly, I think that Chase Fisher is going to jump back into the swing of things. Listen, Chase Chase Fisher uh, is a good player, and BYU is going to win. Chase, will he have more or less than nine and a half points, Jerem, against Belmont? Ooh, I, listen, He's averaging nine and a half more. this year. I can't be scoring more buckets on Tuesday night at my church than Chase Fisher for BYU, okay? Granted, I'm shooting probably three times as many as shots as Chase. But I can't be getting more, sh- I can't be getting more buckets. Chase is going to snap out of it. And I think that BYU football and basketball will both win. They should win both of these games. Dave Rose is going to shorten that rotation, seven, maybe eight guys that have been playing really well. That will help. That will help with things on the basketball floor. Up next, number three. There will be more or less than one and a half Jerry Linehan references by CBS <laughs> on Saturday. Less. I think they'll reference it once that they did call him that a couple games ago, but then they'll go away from that. Jerry. Yes, there will be less. And if there are not less, those guys should never call a BYU football game on television again. Number one thing is a play-by-play. Get the names right. Say the names correctly. Get Ronai the names what will Monday's headline be on BYU Sports Nation? At Collie underscore 171 says, Mangum gets up to 3,000 yards on the season. 
The Cougars throttle the Aggies 49 to 10. Wow. You know what BYU name's easy to pronounce? Dan Smith. Back. Can't mess that one up. Up next, watch me win without the nae This is BYU Sports Nation. Adam Hine. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerome? Let's win it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football! The Cougars play at Utah State tomorrow on the for the Old Wagon, Will. Coverage begins at 2.30 Eastern with countdown to kickoff live from Logan and Provo. The game is on CBS Sports Network. The Old Wagon Wheel. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansah was balling yesterday. Three and a half sacks in a single game. Lions beat the Philadelphia Eagles 45-14. Chip Kelly's not going to be the coach there next year. (laughs) Ansah is now tied for the NFL lead in sacks with 11 and a half. Tying J.J. Watt. This weekend, Daniel Sorensen and the Chiefs host the Bills. Wani Unga and the New York Giants are at the Redskins. Alani Fu and the Cardinals are going to win in San Francisco. Men's basketball. BYU beat Mississippi Wednesday night, 75-68. The Cougars held Belmont Saturday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Saturday night. Women's basketball. Game day. Georgia against BYU on BYU Radio, 8 Eastern time. BYU will play Penn State or Cal State Northridge tomorrow as part of the Radisson Chatsworth Thanksgiving Classic. Volleyball. Women's team NCAA tournament selection show uh, for the ladies is Sunday, 9 Eastern time on ESPNU. The tournament begins next week. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We are giving it to Ziggy Ansa. Three and a half sacks. Easy. What will Monday's headline be on BYU Sports Nation? How about we answer that with our elite tweet of the day? At Cougar Bell says, in a busy sports weekend, BYU emerges victorious on all fronts. Wow, and there's a lot going on there. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Moroni Laulu, Pututau, and everyone on our crew. The show on demand on BYUSN.com, audio podcast on iTunes, and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Leonard Chitty.